Well, welcome back, guys. I'm Dominic Atkins, and I'm here with Peter Henderson, Jr. on Relationship Talk here. So, welcome, Peter. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Kind of weathered through a storm today, but definitely turned out to a good day. Uh, perception is everything. Definitely. Man. Well, I'm glad to hear everything's turning out okay. So, where are you at right now, currently? Ooh, right now, with the mother of my child, uh, we are separated at the moment. Um, been going through some drama, definitely on that part. Uh, just from everything that have that has transpired thus far, mm-hmm. I definitely observe and see that everything is of selfish um, expectation just from personal egos, like myself, her ego, my ego, mm. do this, but we have a child. So therefore, the egos must be put in the trash can and put aside for the betterment and decisions for that child. So it's just like, like, like everything that we fought over t- to this point is just like, God damn, man. Like, we just literally fought for nothing. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. Like, I can't relate as personally because I don't have a child and I'm not in a serious relationship, but I'm seeing someone currently just trying to test the waters there. But, I mean, from the sounds of it, I mean, you definitely know at least some part of relationships and how those both work hand in hand. And I agree with you 100% that the betterment of the child and what's best for the child is you know, more important than one's ego. And it must be pretty difficult, huh? Oh, yeah, man, because it's like at the end of the day, we're all selfish. At the end of the day, human nature, we're going to be selfish. We're going to want things for ourselves, period. But it's just being conscious of that fact of knowing, like, okay, if I make this selfish decision, who will it affect? Exactly. And now it's just, it's just getting to that point for where it's like either you want to be a child and not recognize that you just can't do what you want without affecting the other people around you, or it's just like be a little bit conscious and communicate it a little bit thoroughly uh, from now on. But it's just like dealing with one person trying to communicate it through and one person wanting to point the finger. I was actually listening to Gary V the other day, and he said that there are two types of people in this world. You have people that's on defense and people that's on offense. Mm-hmm. That's on defense are basically the ones that, you know, the excuse makers. They're coming up with every damn excuse as to why they can't do it or they're pointing oh, yeah. for <laughs> this being wrong and that person do like basically like very pessimist like of an individual. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> no. I, I had to look back at my actions like, ooh, wee. Like, Oh shit. So anytime I sit and complain, I'm in defense because I can sit there and complain or I can think about the solution as to what could I take action to make the situation better opposed to sitting here and like verbalizing Mm -hmm. not doing anything about it. So it's just like recognizing that I used to be like that And that I honestly still have that characteristic as well, but I'm way more conscious of it now, so I'm going to be on my head a lot more. But bringing that up to a person who is kind of not at the same conscious level of 
of their own actions is just like talking to a wall. Oh, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that one person, and I've known a few people like this, at least some ways, some are more worse than others. You know, there's always like that far. And they're just, just as you said, it's like a stone wall where you're just trying to, even if you're trying to help them or at least try to, you know, give advice or that, and even if they do know about that, like they know they need to work on that, they're still on that defensive mechanism. Yeah, you feel me? The whole time. Like denial, (laughs) like that. (laughs) Exactly. So you definitely understand, man. Like, so it's like right now I'm analyzing like, yo, there are a lot of people out here like that. It's either you're on defense and honestly the people that are on defense right now are the ones who really, who, who are really comfortable with going to work. How I have a very, very, very big problem with like going to work and making a corporation $30, $40 million <laughs> for that whole entire year. And then I make maybe about what twenty thousand, if that, and then on taxes I barely get maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand of that back. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yo, like, like, all right, we're sitting here complaining about all our problems, but it's like we're going to these jobs, and it's like, what are we doing outside of work? Exactly, and I think that affects also, you know, every other aspect of one's life, depending on the situation. Yeah. You know, work life. You know, having a relationship that's both flows well, where you're both in tandem with one another, yeah. can make or break. Not only the relationship itself, but basically what you do outside, like going to work, you know, let's say you're working a job at, let's just say fast food place. Like I've worked at fast food places. It can get hectic. It can be very busy and stressful. But when you come home, when you have someone either, you know, mom, dad, or if you're older, if you're in a relationship or even married, having someone that's just there for you to basically make it all better, it's the key to not only just making you say sane, really, but also just building that bond together. And I think that's what the problem is a lot with people in relationships nowadays is where there's that lack of communication. What what do you think on that on that point? Um communication, honestly, bro, I'm glad you actually brung that that up. I'm actually reading a book right now um called Introducing NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm-hmm. And it's it basically, bro, it, it touches on like the origins and like of like communication of like how we're how we analyze. Like, I'm gonna literally try to like mm-hmm. summarize this in the most like simplest way because, bro, like I really loved the hell out of that book because it made me <laughs> understand like it's not only your words that that affects your message that you try to get across to that person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it's the body language and it's the tonality and voice and energy you put behind it. That is honestly registered way more by human beings opposed to those words. Those mm-hmm. words are maybe about 7% of what we metabolize and comprehend. The other is just basically off of your whole energy setting and your whole body movement posture and gesture so it's just like yeah i'm finding that communication bro Mm -hmm. 
very, 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 very key in not only relationships, bro, but in the way of life, period, in, like, all relationships through family, work, everything. If you understand the origins of communication, I feel that you could literally correct anything that you've done wrong in the bad, like, in the bad past that you mm-hmm. correct right now, like, yo, I may have came across a little bit aggressive when I tried to get my point across and I tried to get my point across and that person wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. Escalated the situation. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I feel you. Yeah. That's the key also to just understanding, like, if I took a basic speech class, right, at college about a year ago, oh. and that's literally what we talked about. We analyzed that. That was the basic fundamental was that, you know, only 7% or I'm just throwing numbers here, but just an example here. But, you know, only a certain percent is taken in auditory and then the rest is through your gestures. That's a big part. You see, that's why you get those speech speakers that really know what they're doing. They emphasize they exaggerate sometimes when they need to. They exactly, bro. Exactly, and it, and it states that in the book, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> <that bad. laughs> exactly. It's like we're on like a certain brainwave level right now. You know, we're like understanding one another, and I love that. Yeah, bro. Like seriously, and honestly, I feel like you know it's like the time of awakening right now. For <laughs> like, like honestly, a lot of people are like, damn, like. Like, the old ways aren't, like, working right now. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, so people are kind of, like, checking themselves. <laughs> kind of, like, being a little bit more self-aware of themselves. But it's just, like, I feel like it's slowly awakening right now to, like, the point where, honestly, people need to figure this communication shit out, honestly. Because I feel like it'll have everybody, like, on some shit, bro. <laughs> like, exactly. Everyone's got a story to tell. And speaking about stories and that, since we got, I think, about five minutes left here, do you have any advice to anybody listening right now or who will listen later in the future um, um, how to build communication, trust, or anything to basically improve or form a relationship? Definitely, I would. The, the best advice that I've actually, like, just, like, just through personal experience, you're in a relationship to grow one another. Mm-hmm. So if any selfish ego or selfish insecure way or selfish thing that you may not want that person to do just because of a personal selfish, like, like weight, like it's just like, there's, there's no room for selfishness at all when you're in a relationship because literally mm-hmm. that word love you have yeah. to do that shit for yourself first before you can even love any fucking body. Exactly. Seriously. You got to love yourself before you can love others. That's the Seriously, key. Because you're literally like all of that, like all that I've analyzed just through my own, my own like situations and, and my own conditions. I suffer from PTSD and depression, bro. So I can beat up on myself and I can be a very miserable person at times. Mm. But Knowing that, and I'm like, okay, I can see that my energy may relay off to other individuals around me, and it's just like, ooh, I got mm-hmm. kind of conscious of that. I got to kind of love myself a little bit more opposed to be beating down on myself, because if I'm beating down on myself mm-hmm. around other individuals that love me, they're going to be like, man, what the fuck? Like, it, <laughs> there's no love there. So they're going to be like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. So what love am I gonna like? So what love am I gonna receive in return if I'm feeling that way and they're seeing that I'm feeling this way, and I'm expecting them to love me this way, opposed exactly. to me giving out that love first and them seeing like, okay, yeah, something's wrong, but hey, everything will be okay mm-hmm. in the positive. So it's just like literally loving your motherfucking self and mm-hmm. that person, and you guys are in it to grow together. The- Seriously. No, I feel you, man. Seriously. And I am honestly, like, I feel you as of with the depression part because I'm suffering through that. I've suffered through it and I'm going through it here. And yeah, it's so consuming. Yeah, bro. People don't understand. Like, literally, it's a self battle. Every mm-hmm. fucking day you wake up, you have to self motivate in some way. You have to be like, all right, fuck. All right, I got to mm-hmm. get up out of this slump real quick. You know, I got to literally focus on something that's going to make me not think about the bullshit right now. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you feel me? Me thinking about yeah. the bullshit. It's Man. like having to convince yourself that it's just, I feel it's that ultimate almost ego as to that we're not, you know, I think it's worse when you actually know yeah. what you know, that you realize I'm being selfish because it's so hard to, even when you realize it, to break out of that because it's, for me, I'm always, I used to be super, super hard on myself because I knew it. I was being selfish. I knew I shouldn't be this way to the people that I love and who care about me and who want to help me. And so it's just trying to break free of those bonds that allow you to look at the bigger picture instead of just, you know, this huge ball of self-loathing and hatred. Yeah, exactly, bro. And honestly, that's all it is at the end of the day. It's just like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. But it's like, what are those things going to, like, do purposefully for everybody around you? Exactly. Yo, dude, I'm going to be doing a... uh, a podcast soon on depression and also like tips on how to deal with that and stories. So feel free to come on by if you want to. I really enjoy it. And I'm down, bro. I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of this, bro. And so, so I just wanted to wrap this up since it's coming to a close here, guys. So I'm here with uh, Peter Henderson Jr. here. This was an awesome podcast. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope to see you all here. I hope to work with you uh, later soon here, Peter. Hell yeah, man. I look forward to you because, honestly, I got a lot to spit about that depression for sure. Oh, yeah. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You have a good night, bro. You too. Good night. All right. (laughs) Bye. Well, welcome back, guys. Dominic Atkins here with Peter Henderson Jr. for part two here, Depression and You. And in this one, we're going to talk about not only dealing with depression, but also the basically the healing process of what to do, who to turn to, and also any stories or any interesting things that come up here. So you ready for this? Yes, sir. Okay, so I know you mentioned you had PTSD as well as depression, and I was wondering how do those things that they do, how do they go hand in hand? Like, do they affect each other in certain ways? Or Hell yeah. In fact, now, honestly, I feel like the PTSD amplifies the depression in a sense. Because uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, I'm pretty sure that 
most people know that that's kind of associated with like army veterans and stuff like that. So um, I've actually had a very traumatic uh, experience happen to me from where I was actually, you know, jumped and <laughs> being jumped. I'm like, oh, we, I don't know about this situation here because uh, I trusted these people. And then, um, now they, oh my Lord, like what the hell is going on? Like literally it's just like a mind fuck. So yeah. it's like it, it amplifies the depression to the point for where honestly I was um I was kind of suicidal for some uh time, but I got out of that slump for sure because I just know that deep down inside each time that I've had like that that suicidal thought, yeah, it, it's just like I can't go through with it. It's just like, it, mm-hmm. like something keeps Damn. me here. Like something inside of me is like I'm supposed to be here. Like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to waste your life away. Yeah, you're mad right now, but. Mm-hmm. Weather through the storm. <laughs> I think that's also a big problem with people dealing with depression. That is, I think, uh, like with me, I realized that. I don't know about you, but I realized, you know, that I, sh- you know, I'm not meant to, you know, just throw my life away for that. But turning to things, thankfully, it never got too out of control, and it's better now. But like with substance abuses and that I think that's Oh bro I smoke them. weed. I for sure man I smoke weed all day bro I, I, <laughs> I, I go to that for sure definitely to like woo breathe <laughs> like relax in some type of way for sure. Bro. Oh yeah. So I can definitely relate. And I mean that's more of a and I know it's controversial now but you know I mean with experience for me is more of a healthier way it could have been way worse i could be doing you know a whole bunch of other stuff alcohol especially and i think that's just people want to escape the pain in any way that they know more than that but it's just what who can you turn to really especially the people that you trusted cause that what are you know you're supposed to do hell yeah man now that part right there seriously when I like, like me personally, how I feel about like substance abuse, how I feel about marijuana, weed, I've done my research. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I don't understand how something can be illegal and it's been here longer than like longer than the English language. It's been here for like 15, 20,000 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess the history has not been taught, but. Other than that, seeing that, like, literally when I have, like, clouded thoughts, bro, like, when Mm -hmm. I'm at my darkest, I smoke a lot of weed, bro, seriously, (laughs) so I won't think, like, literally, so I can feel my body, and I'm like, all right, I can breathe, and Mm -hmm. it's like, in a form, practice meditation, you know, Mm -hmm. practice on my breathing, like, okay, like, that's what it actually helps me do, so... In a sense, it's, it, you know, it's medicinal for me mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other people, uh, but definitely I can relate because when I feel pain, I pick up a blunt. Mm-hmm. I feel pain, I spark up. You feel yeah. me? I feel like, a, a man, when I feel any, neg- any mm-hmm. negative, I, 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 I turn to Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary <laughs> exactly. Mary never strays me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like that trigger. It's like that impulse. Like for me, the big thing was eating, and I'm still dealing with that now. Is I constantly have to, whenever I feel bad, I eat. Whenever I'm, you know, thinking of something bad, I eat. Whenever something bad happens, I eat. And mm-hmm. even when I'm not feeling something, I'll eat. It's just this constant cycle where it's just, I don't know, feeding, ironically enough, feeding the monster that's now just exactly. You're feeding that, that demon, bro, like that yeah. deep down inside that you don't want to, like, I guess, face at that point. Like, like you just don't want to face that demon, period. Like, I, I bro. I could I, I could speak for it personally, bro, because literally, I man, I have demons that I'm scared as fuck to face. Oh mm-hmm. my lord, man! Like right now, I'm a personal trainer, bro, at 24 Hour Fitness, and it's crazy that you're speaking on this, bro. Yeah. Like literally, I need to. I I have the opposite like problem. I need to gain weight. Like I'm six five, and I'm underweight, so I don't like eat as much as I'm supposed to on a daily basis and intake as much as I'm supposed to mm-hmm. at my healthiest. So I'm, I'm figuring about like the whole entire anatomy as like our body and everything, bro. Yeah. Seriously, like our body is literally fucking gold, bro. Like, yeah. And most people don't understand that what we put into our body mm-hmm. normally how we is how we're gonna feel. If we yeah. Put dang it, junk into our body, bro. Mm-hmm. We feel like shit. If exactly. Greasy, junky ass food. That's, mm-hmm. Bro, I love fast food. Same here. I'm a skinny dude, but I love the <laughs> hell out of fast food, bro. I swear to God. But it's not good for me. It 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 has gotten to the point where like it kind of depreciated my health. It's like the relationship, bro. I had a colonoscopy done. Yeah, months ago, and I'm only 26. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Jeez. doctors were telling me, like, okay, you're 26 and you have a colonoscopy. Okay, yeah. all right. So, they found a polyp in my upper intestinal area. And oh, jeez. Yeah, they tested it to see if it was cancerous. Thank God it wasn't. And they told oh, me okay. that, thankfully, I came down and that that I got to remove, otherwise it could have spread throughout my intestinal region. And oh, yeah. You don't want that. So I was like, oh, Lord. Now I'm figuring out a whole new lifestyle, bro. It's just like, man. Yeah. Literally, hey, if you want to take my contact down, bro, yeah. just believe I will definitely, hey, man, we could help each other, bro. Seriously. Definitely. Well, no, seriously, <laughs> we'll do. Because... <laughs> It's like that relationship going back to that. You know, the relationship, the classic one you almost always see on TV. Yeah. Like Empire Diaries, that one, where it's the relationship where one person loves the other person, but the person doesn't love the person back. That's me, and I think also with most other people with fast food, like in your case, it doesn't love you back. And Man, it don't, bro. Relationship, it's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic, but the, it's so true, you know? It doesn't love you back. It, like, punches you in the gut, and you're, like, there for more. And it's like, Man, you know, anybody outside of that is going to know what the hell's wrong with you. Man, this shit's so good. Mm-hmm. So good, bro. I swear to God. Just talking about the shit right now, I'm just like, <laughs> man, I want to go. Man, I, man, I want to go to Five Guys or Farmer Boys. Or something. Oh, Five Guys is the like, main. Yeah, you feel me? Like, like <laughs> seriously, I love the fuck out of Five Guys. My little sister work at Five Guys. So it's like, damn. Like, oh, wait. But 
I know just consciously that shit won't do me any justice if I want to progress as a human being. Exactly. And I think it feeds more with, you know, with depression is just trying to find not only the escape, but what makes you feel good? Because for my case, I couldn't, I uh, suffered from, I can't think of the term now, but it was an actual thing where you no longer can feel the happiness that you once did or the regular emotions. It's like a cloud almost, a gray cloud that you're just going through. Yeah, bro. Um, I, honestly, yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that. I don't know the specific, man, I don't know what the hell they call it. They have so many damn terms out here now. They know, right? You feel me? So it's just like I could definitely <laughs> relate to you on that one so much, bro. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you just try dealing with it, but it just eats you up inside. And even when you get out of it, it just sticks with you for life. Like, I hate when people, well, hate's a strong word. I can't stand it when people go, you know, just get over it or, you know, if this is going to be that one hurdle in your life, you know, and but you'll get over, you'll get through it, and that's it, you know. Think of the other side. Well, it's going to be with you for life. It's going to be, you know, yeah, it's going sure. to follow you no matter what. There's no cure for it so far. Hopefully, yeah, they all there's no the cure. There is, all there, the cure for it is change of mindset. Exactly. Of it, seriously. Being conscious of, okay, yeah, I feel this way, but I know that shit isn't going to last. Okay, let me do something different. Literally, mm-hmm. action, change your mindset and action, seriously. Like, that, that's what's helping me right now, because I still deal with the shit, bro. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not fully over the depression. I'm not fully over the PTSD. Like, I still have a problem trusting people, but I know mm-hmm. me wanting to be a business person and me, be, me wanting to be an entrepreneur, period. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have to deal with people. Exactly. You can't. So, this was actually with that profession. You, you feel me? So I, I'm going to have to honestly better my communication with people, mm-hmm. be more conscious of myself and my energy towards people and how I communicate with people. And honestly, I just have to embrace everybody for who they are opposed to judging and condemning as I don't want to be judged and condemned, but I want to be like, oh, in my head, when I want to be selfish and, and I want to be down on myself and I want to be depressed and be one single track minded and I want to be like, oh yeah, the whole world is against me and want to victimize myself, I have to think outside of that and be like, hold up. What mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> like, check yourself right now, bro. Exactly. It's being able to get over not the depression itself because you can't just get over it. But being able to get over the hurdle that is just, for most people, as for me, it was, is that self-hatred and that self-loathing. Being able to get over that hurdle and loving yourself and pulling yourself up and finding the people that you can trust and give a shit about you. And using that to help at least get out of that cloud and just mimonize that. It's never going to go away. But as long as you have that support group and you have people you can trust, you know, it makes it so much. It makes it so much better and so much easier to just you know definitely. get through. I could definitely relate because man, if I 
if I didn't go to the west side of Compton with my big relative mm-hmm. and go out there and chill with my my family, man, that mm-hmm. I have not seen in years, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Like literally, I I I probably would have lost myself. Yeah. And it, and it's just at the point like when you said that when you have that good supportive group around you, it also honestly deals with them. And a lot of it, it's honestly 100% accountability on your part. You have to sit back and be like, all right, they're here, but how long are they going to be here for? Am I going to be in this slump forever? Because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you understand how people are. At the end of the day, they're very selfish as well. And they have things that they have to do, and they have to go to work and do things like that of that nature. So it's like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 am I going to sit, am I going to sit here in this slump completely always? Or am I going to honestly, you know what, recognize it before I do get into the slump? Yeah. Take action before literally it get any worse and make myself a little bit more habitual on the action side opposed to the dwelling side. Exactly. No, I agree fully right there. And I can't believe it's already been almost 15 minutes here, so. Hell yeah, bro, man. If you got a pen and pad, bro, man, take my number down, bro. Yeah, I do. Right here. All right, man. And I know this is probably going to be broadcasted all over the world, but I don't care. 323. 323. 798. 798. 6959. 6959. Yes, sir. And just shoot me a text and I'll lock you in, bro. Anybody else want some personal training tips and help? Man, feel free. Feel free. Oh, yeah. I'm a new personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm completely with it. Health is wealth. Making people mm-hmm. better. Because I have to make myself better in order to make you guys better. Exactly. Now we'll do. And uh, the next one I'm going to do is going to be titled Heal- The Art of Healing. Right? Yes, sir. Or Art and Healing. Whatever one of those. Healing. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Here, Dominic Atkins with. Uh, what's, uh, how do you pronounce your name? Uh, you can call me Harry. Harry? Harry, Harry. Oh, Harry. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Dominic. Thanks. Where are you from? I'm from Spain. Uh, I've been here now. I've been from Florida for five years and just recently moved to LA about a month ago. Oh, really? Where are you from Florida? Uh, I was living in the city of Lauderdale, which is about an hour from Miami. I actually have grandparents that are from there. Small world, huh? Oh, it's a small world, yeah. Small world and too shitty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad that California is really nice. Oh, that's good. Shout out to the whole California, at least Los Angeles. I haven't been in the rest, but let's shout out to Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to those people there. You know, anybody listening from there, just... Uh, yeah. That's you. Yo, so I was wondering right here, so... Uh, Topic of this right here is the art of healing, and the process thinking here would be basically what methods or kind of healing processes have you personally gone through? Well, you know, I think the biggest healing process that everyone has to go through is sadness, you know? Mm-hmm. Sadness is one of the things that we gotta heal the most in life. True. And through sadness, I think, comes kind of not enlightening, but that that finding yourself, you know, what your actual ideals and things that you believe in. 
and how that helps kind of alleviate some of that pain or at least try to find your center of focus. What do you think? You know, Dominique, I think you're so right. Um, it's all about doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any personal experience with any mental disorders or anything? I know this is kind of personal here, but I think with anybody listening through this, I think on these crazy statistics nowadays, I think it's more prevalent than ever. You know, um, what I love about the community of um, Anchor is how it lets you be so open with it, you know, and in a non-judgmental environment. So I'm more, I'm more than glad to be able to open to you right now that, yeah, I did uh, suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's been something that I've been healed with uh, marijuana mm-hmm. and also therapy. Ah, uh, yes. And also um, just going through life and being tough, toughening it up, you know, mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a mix of love, basically, just love and attention, you know. Exactly. That, that can, that can, a lot of things. No, I, I feel you, dude. Seriously, it's one, I uh, actually suffer from depression as well as some like, social anxiety as well. And from that experience, even though I don't wish upon any of my enemies, hopefully I have none, I don't have any grapes really as with any bun but even if i did have one i wouldn't wish upon them because it's that self-hatred and like loathing it's like a ball almost compacting and it's just even when you get through out of it and you think you're out you really aren't but it's finding friends it's finding family it's finding people that actually care about you that really helps pull you through what do you think? I think that you're so right. You know, it's all about being in an environment of possibility, uplifting, and love. Mm-hmm. What things have you done as of also, like any events or things you want to? I know you said therapy and some other things, but what do you think really helped, you know, drive you forward or helped you heal? You know, I know this is going to cause some controversy, but I believe God helped me also on the way and having a bigger belief than myself, mm-hmm. like a father figure, yes. which God became one, helped me go through this problem. And did you find any support groups or anyone that also dealt with, uh, deal with like with religion or focused on religion? Yes, Dominique. As a matter of fact, I'm part of an LGBT church. Oh, you are? Yes. Ah. That actually sounds really cool. I had never heard of one. Can you describe it to me? Yes. It's a community like any other mm-hmm. where uh focuses on helping the LGBT community in specific, but welcomes all kinds of people. It's actually very nice. No, seriously. I mean, with... One of the big things that I had troubles with was trying to get to know with my own like preferences of sexuality and everything. And unfortunately, with the church that I went to, they were totally against that. 
and I think it's really nice. I'm super, super glad to hear that there's actually churches as well as communities that support that. I know they had the big LGBT community, but with religious communities, that's actually, I think, a huge plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, let's see. What did I also want to ask you? Do you have any personal stories or anything or advice you'd give to people that are suffering through any mental illnesses or any kind of pain? Yes, Dominique. As a matter of fact, first thing that I would recommend is to go and try somehow to get in touch with a professional, mm-hmm. psychologist or a psychiatrist. There's a lot of help out there, even if you cannot afford it, that will help you for free, possibly, if you can't qualify. Just go out there, search it on Google, mm-hmm. go to a nearest health clinic, nearest you, and they'll help you out. But mm-hmm. professional treatment is the very first, most important thing from a psychologist, licensed. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's so much self-help out there that I think it's just amazing, like, of how much we advanced throughout the years, even, like, learning through history. We went from, you know, doing lobotomies and doing all these controversial experiments and things like electroshock therapy to actually, you know, these advanced evidence-based practices that I think helps a lot of people. And music therapy is one thing that I was looking into. Have you ever heard of that or looked into that? You know, Dominique, that sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, really. I mean, I uh, volunteered at a place called Marwood Nursing Rehab, and they had a music therapist there. And originally, I'll be fully honest, I was kind of a... Uh, kind of a skeptical of it really because skeptical the, really yeah as of Why? The, uh, because of the music as of the i don't know it's more of like the kind of the principle base around it like you could see how it could help with some people but you know like with also like the varying degrees of mental illness or anything even just with it was also with elderly uh the elderly patients there that they were trying to get to get involved and for some reason I just never I think it's just my closed mindness there yeah definitely Definitely. when I experienced it and I actually worked with them and helped with it I realized it really opened my eyes to actually the wonders of the music therapy of what I can do because it just brings everyone together and it really also is like that network like I never thought (laughs) In million years, you know, like the stereotypical kind of view of older people, you know, with new music, it's like the standard is, oh, let's turn that off, turn that stuff down, that isn't music, but I was surprised to hear that a lot of them loves not only rock, but also punk metal, um, some uh, type of heavy metal, uh, I think baby metal as well, a few of them. Like all these like recent ones that I was surprised. And it's been used in medicine before as well, like in real surgery, uh, Mm -hmm. music to keep up with the beat of the patient. Really? Yes. I I didn't know that. 
Yes, that's facts. That's amazing. And I mean, uh, that would make sense with that. Because I mean, even with some, with music, like that staying alive, then with uh, with trying the cardiac uh, resuscitation, it's just got the right tempo and B for that. Exactly. That's actually really cool. I'd have to, I'm going to look more into that. Definitely. It's something that's really worth to do some research because music is so accessible. So it's a cure that everyone mm -hmm. can access. And have you, uh, let's see, are you a musician yourself? You know, I'm really passionate about music. Do you like making your own songs or just playing? Definitely. I don't play around. <laughs> <laughs> I find, for me, music was a huge outlet. I don't know about you, but for me, uh, I uh, and kind of also why I can't get my clothes minus when I first had that was, I mean, I was experiencing basically self-music therapy with that because it's just a good outlet to let out the stresses of life and not only that, just to express myself in general. Sure. You know, I couldn't agree more with you, and I can't wait till I can afford to buy my guitar. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is, like, do you know of any other avenues people can seek help from or try to have any, like, tips on how to deal with that? Like, any type of, you know, problems? Like, I know with, obviously, in the seek professional help, but... How do you, do you have any tips on opening up to other people just about it? Yes, just open up to everyone and everybody and don't be afraid. Even people that are bad all the times. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that society has to just to be, you know, just look at them with fear. But just be open, just be honest, always be honest because it pays off, you know, it pays off. Let it go and don't control your feelings. Just let them be, mm -hmm. whatever they are. Just don't criticize yourself on anything bad. Just if just tell yourself good stuff, even if it sounds unreal. Just tell it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Believe. Uh -huh. Exactly. Very good advice, honest. Because. I just think one of the biggest hurdles of getting help with that is just the way people, the, the belief of if I tell someone this, even if let's say it's my own mom and dad or my uh, brother and sister, they won't look at me the same way or they'll think less of me really. And for me, that was a huge issue as well as I know with other people opening up to things. But once... I opened up to people and I actually, you know, helped, you know, I accepted their words of comfort in that and actually asked for advice from them as well. I realized, I mean, I wouldn't trade anything for that experience because it helps a whole lot. I don't think I'd still be here if I didn't have the support group. True. And I am so glad that you got able to be in touch and you were so smart to go to a support and help yourself. Well, thank you. Wow. Thank you. How are you, uh, how are you doing right now? Are you still, um, 
All right, so with your depression and anxiety, I know this might be personal, but are you finding it uh, better now as to finding, you know, therapy and other avenues here, or how's that working mm-hmm. out for you? Um, a little bit, you know. Um, it's been working out in some ways, and um, just try to do my best just every day, you know, just give your best, be honest, and Give the best to the world, no matter what you receive, because it definitely ends up paying off mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't give up. Couldn't agree more, man. Well, thanks again for uh, coming and joining me here. This was a wonderful experience, honestly, and helped open my eyes to a few new things here, too. Yeah. We're all about learning today. Mm-hmm. Learning knowledge is power. That's key. As well as... Yes. I got the power. I got the power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the power. I got the power. <laughs> well, thanks again, Harry. And I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful future. Thank you. 